Welcome to the Alive Podcast, a place for you to be a part of real life conversations that help you to let go of resistance, believe in your power, and feel less alone with all of the things that come with being human. I'm Michaela, a hypnotherapist and spiritual mentor. And I'm Lindsay, a manifestation coach here to simplify the science behind attracting the life you desire. We both believe that we become who we surround ourselves with, and we want to be here to inspire you to see all that you're capable of feel seen without judgment, and discover what makes your soul come alive. We're so grateful to have you here with us. So when you're ready, sit back, relax, and get ready to open your heart, expand your mind, and see your life through a brand new perspective. Welcome back to the Alive Podcast with Michaela and Lindsay. We are so excited for this episode today. We're going to be taking you guys through some really, really deep information about manifestation and to help you really figure out what specific type of manifester you are. And this is a topic that Michaela knows I'm obsessed with manifestation. This is my eat, sleep, breathe passion. And I just really, really love helping people to understand the process and how they can specifically use it to create the life that they absolutely love and are passionate about. So thank you for being here. We're so excited for today. Lindsay has such an incredible way of taking these concepts that you have confused the shit out of yourself and your mind about. And maybe you've made things out to be way harder than they have to be or way more complicated than they have to be. And when you bring these questions to Lindsay, she just has such a beautiful way of making you feel relieved about it and realizing, oh, it it really is this simple And that is part of what makes manifestation effective is figuring out a way to bring it into your daily life that doesn't feel overwhelming, that doesn't feel like a chore, and that feels really expansive to you. So I feel like I want to get started right away by asking you, how do you know what type of manifester you are? You know, it takes, it takes some time. I would say you really want to look at the type of learner you are specifically, like some people are more auditory. Some people are more visual. Some people, um, they like to write, they like to see it. It just depends on the type of person you are and how you absorb information the be- in the best possible way. So I know there are some people that have issues with being able to visualize or being able to see images in their mind. Um, and for those type of people, I would say like writing or listening can be really powerful, but you really would just want to identify how you best absorb information. And it takes trial and error. You know, for me, um, I had to do a combination of different things to really figure out what worked best for me in the beginning when I first learned about manifestation. Um, and it it seemed really daunting and complex. And I read like, I don't know how many books about manifestation, but the one book I would say that really helped me to kind of get to the core of it and understand it was Parallel Universe of Self by Frederick Dotson. And I read that book probably four times front to back. It's a big book, but it really helped me to understand the process of manifestation and identify the specific process that worked best for me. And I think like where we kind of get caught up sometimes is thinking that there is one specific process that is going to work for everybody. And that's not necessarily true. There's a process that works specifically for you, most importantly, because it's the process that you're going to stick to and be consistent with. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's so much information out there that is all really good. People sharing the manifestation techniques that work best for them. That's great because we have access to all of these different ways of 
seeing manifestation come to life and how you can bring it into your daily life. But it's always important to check in with yourself and ask, does this feel good for me when I'm doing this scripting or visualizing how does this feel in my body? Am I feeling into the reality of having this? Or does this feel like a chore? Does this feel heavy? Is it bringing me more into the lack mentality of I don't have this and I feel like I'm faking this? And how would you suggest somebody shifts out of a space of really feeling like they don't have something and into the reality of, oh, I can feel into this and believe that I do have this? Mm. Well, you know, Neville Goddard says feeling is the secret. So when we think about our manifestation tools, whether it be scripting, whether it be visualizing, listening to something, all of those tools are really the catalyst to help you to feel into the, the feeling of the experience. Okay. So you have to be able to suspend your disbelief. And a great example of that would be when you go watch a movie, when you go to the movie theater, when you're watching something on TV, there's a part of you that knows that it isn't real. Like, you know that what you're watching on TV is just actors, but you're able to just suspend that disbelief for a little bit to allow yourself to have the emotional connection with the characters and the story that you're watching. And it's kind of like that with manifestation. You've got to allow yourself to just just suspend that disbelief for a little bit to give yourself the experience of let's just say play. Let's just say like when you go into that, I'm just going to play with the sensations of what it might feel like if this thing came into my life. And another really important thing to keep in mind with manifestation is that the process of scripting and visualizing and all these tools is not so that that exact thing manifests. And this is where we get attached, right? This is where a lot of people get disappointed with manifestation is because they're like, well, that isn't the way that I pictured it in my mind, or that's not the visual that I, that I wanted. And we miss the fact that it's not necessarily going to show up textbook the way that you see it in your mind or the way that you script about it. But the experience that comes in your life is going to give you the same feeling because the feeling is what it's all about. Everything that you want, you want it because you think it's going to make you feel a certain way. And whatever tool and resource you can use to allow yourself to experience those feelings, what you're actually doing is you're teaching your subconscious mind that you no longer lack that thing. You can't lack something and simultaneously feel the feeling of it at the same time. So when you're practicing visualization and you're conditioning your body into a state of being where you feel that it's real, your subconscious mind believes you believes that it's actually happening. So therefore there is no lack, right? If I'm able to feel the experience of that relationship, or I'm able to feel and put myself in that experience of having a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account, or having an amazing group of girlfriends that I'm surrounded by, if I'm able to put myself in what that experience would be like, and then simultaneously detach from how it's going to come to fruition, that's really the secret process of manifestation. It's not even that complex. I think that we over, we make it over overly complex when it's really quite simple. You just have yeah. to tap into the feeling, right? Yeah. And I think you made a really good point about when you visualize something so specific and then it doesn't come that exact way and you feel like something is wrong with you or something's off with your vibration. Like it is so hard to really believe that every single thing that is coming into your reality is leading you there. And that is something I would challenge everybody to do is even if the way that your current reality looks is so different from what you were visualizing, 
ignore that and really believe that what you're seeing is leading you to where you want to be every single time. Even if it looks completely opposite from what you wanted, believe that everything that you're experiencing is leading you to where you want to be. Yes. It's, it's almost like well, the way that I look at it, you have a higher self, right? We've talked a little bit about the higher self, but your higher self and you, the universe, whatever you're, you're co-creating this experience. So there is a whole nother realm of this reality that is non-physical that we, we cannot see, but is it equally, if not more real than the physical tangible realm. So we're basically bouncing information back and forth between the physical and the non-physical. And every time you have an experience that is either wanted or unwanted, you are clarifying, you're sending, Abraham Hicks says, rockets of desire, right? Mm -hmm. Every time you're having a contrasting experience, a contrasting experience is just something that you don't necessarily want to be experiencing. It's uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. And in the experience of that, you automatically have that flip side, which is the desire of something better, desire something different than what you're experiencing. So in that moment, you are automatically just through life experience, sending these pings out into the non-physical realm saying, no, this is what I would like to be experiencing. The problem where most people get stuck is that they are so connected to the 3D experience and they're so much more invested in the 3D experience than they are in the non-physical experience. You are more, you're fueling and feeding the, the fact that you don't like where you are with such intensity that you're going to continue to create more and more and more of that experience because that energy is being infused into it. And the hardest part is to be able to go, this is what I'm experiencing. Yes, but this is what I prefer. And I'm going to actually create more of the sensation and feeling through these manifestation tools of the reality that I would prefer. And I'm going to do that more often and more frequently so that eventually my reality is going to catch up to that new vibration. And this is basically the energetics of manifestation. Yeah. I mean, people are talking all about being delusional right now. And this is exactly what they're referring to seeing something different from what you want in your physical reality and just believing in another reality. Anyways, looking at that and saying, oh, okay, that's showing me what I don't want to be experiencing and helping me to clarify this vision of what I do want. And I trust that it's coming. I trust that it's unfolding and I can feel into that now. And I know that it's here and I know that I'm worthy of it. And just talking yourself into this new place of being. And that's something that I wanted to bring up when we're talking about these different ways of feeling into a new experience, feeling into a new reality. Some of the most common ways to do that are through scripting and visualizing and those approaches helped me a little bit to clarify at first and to kind of get it down on paper. But for me, the best way to manifest is to talk about it. I'm a very vocal person when I have conversations and I'm bouncing off of somebody else and their energy is helping to lift me up and helping me to see myself more. I literally can feel my body vibrating. So I know one of the first posts I saw from Lindsay on TikTok was this amazing post where her and her friend would send each other an emoji. And I'm sure she could explain it better than me, but I just lit something up in me because they would send each other an emoji and then start talking about their manifestation as if it already happened. And I'm sure you could share more about what that really does to bounce off of another person's energy when talking about your manifestation. It's like, it actually brings that experience into your now and it helps you get on board with it. So yeah, um, when my friend Julie and I, we decided that we were just going to send each other a pineapple emoji 
And whenever the pineapple emoji came through, we both knew, okay, we're going to talk about something that hasn't quote unquote happened yet, but we're going to pretend like it did. So it's, and, and randomly you get these, I would get these texts from her and she would just be talking about everything that she wanted. And then I would fuel it with my thoughts as if that were to actually happen with how I would respond to her. And so it helps her to feel even more into the, like, okay, this could happen. This will happen. And you infuse it with your words. Like as you're speaking, you think about the vibration that sound carries. So when you're speaking words, the intention behind those words, it's so powerful. I mean, that's what creates. So the three things I, I wrote down with when it comes to this process, which I love what you just said, when I journal, it helps me clarify. I think that's the first step of the process is like most people will tell you exactly what they don't want and exactly what they hate about their life and what is not working for them. But the second you ask them what they want, they're like, uh, uh, I, I don't really know. I'm not sure. I've never really thought about it. So journaling, like that's the best way to clarify specifically what you would like to have and write about it. Right. And then number two is like infusing that you want to infuse that into your body energetically with your visualizations, you know, with your thoughts and, and then amplify it with your words. Mm. Like one of the things I did, um, this was like when my TikTok went viral and I was wanting to manifest, you know, blowing up on TikTok or whatever. I would, I would get in the shower and I remember just being like, oh my God, it happened. I did it. I'm so excited. And I would literally jump up and down and I would do like, I would energetically and move my body in the way that I would move it if, if it really happened and then text my girlfriend, pineapple emoji. Oh my God, my video just went viral. I can't believe this. Da, 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 da. And I'm literally teaching my body that this is real. This is real. And you have to do that prior to the event occurring. Like you have to embody that. You have to embody it and use all the faculties that you have to be able to help yourself believe in it. And, you know, another piece of this too is like using the different five senses to be able to really start to ground that experience into your now. Um, an example of that was like when I, so I lived in Nashville for a couple of years and I was ready to move back to LA and I really wanted to have a place that was on the ocean and I wanted to be back by the water. And so I would sit on my balcony in Nashville, not my balcony, my porch, I would sit on my porch in Nashville and I would play the sounds of the ocean and I would stick my feet in a bucket of sand and I would just pull in all of those elements to help myself really reinforce the belief that I was there now. And I just kept saying, I'm here, I'm here. I feel it. It's, it's coming, you know, like it's, I'm on the beach. I can smell the ocean. I can hear the waves. I can feel the sound. There was no doubt in my body in that moment that I wasn't already there. And I think that's a really, really important piece of it. Um, that you've got to use the resources that you have to help yourself increase that believability, you know, grab a friend, grab somebody that's on board with this and believes in it with you and find somebody that you can just amplify it with and talk about it and express the positive things that are happening in your life. Yes. And make sure, like Lindsay said, that that person is on that same wavelength as you, because when you start talking about the things that you're wanting to experience with someone who just kind of drags you down, or maybe isn't really on the same page as you, it can really like pull you back down to this place of doubt. So just really making sure that the person that you're opening up to about your vision can carry that vision with you. 
because you're already working to believe that within yourself and you don't want to be talking about it with someone who you have to convince as well. Yeah. I mean, think about, you know, we think about like quantum physics, there's coherence and electron transfer. When you come together with another person, your energy is being exchanged with them. There's an electron transfer that's going on. There's a coherence that's happening. That's why if you're in a group of people that's really negative and really like angry or whatever, and they're just emitting this energy, their, their electromagnetic field is just radiating with this negative energy. When you're around them, you can't help but by osmosis start to energetically resonate with their frequency. That's why it's so important to be aware of the people that you're surrounding yourself with, the people that you're spending time with, the energy that's coming off of them, because otherwise you're going to have to go and clean up that vibration after you leave them. Right? So when you've got a friend that you know, and you trust that holds that vision for you from a pure intention and really sees it and has no doubt. And then you're, you're collaborating with them on this vision. It even says it in the Bible where two or more are gathered. The energy is amplified the magnetism is increased. The frequency is raised. Like we can do these things together and we're meant to do it together. So finding that person that you can create with in the physical through these, you know, processes and talk about your visions, I think is one of the most powerful things that, that we could possibly do, which is why you and I have talked about creating mastermind groups and bringing people together to hold visions for each other, because it's, it really is one of the most powerful ways to create. Yes. And the feeling that you have after you leave an exchange like that, like I said, just buzzing, just feeling something shifted and it shifted fast. And that's how, you know, too, if you leave a conversation with a friend and you feel that heaviness of, oh my God, maybe I should be doubting myself. Maybe I shouldn't be trying this out. Maybe I shouldn't take this next step. And you feel heavier after you hang out with someone. That's a sign that that person just isn't able to hold that frequency with you. And it's not a judgment. It's just a, okay, I'm checking in with myself and I, I don't feel expansive after I hang out with this person. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to really focus on myself and focus on surrounding myself with people who are helping to lift me up. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. You just have to learn to protect your energy. And I think that's one of the most important steps on a manifestation journey is really getting very particular about who you spend your time with, who you have conversations with and being very protective over yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. You really, I mean, you want to make sure that when you're sharing your vision with someone, they're not introducing doubt and fear and limitation and thoughts like that. Cause those are seeds, right? They're seeds that are planted. And I think that's why this process is so beautiful with having a friend that you can be like, Oh my God, it happened. The thing that I loved about that dialogue with my friend, Julie and I, is that she would ask me questions that would dive me further into introspection about that experience. And she'd be like, so what was it like doing X, Y, and Z? And I'd be like, oh yeah, what was it like? And I'd have to, <laughs> you know, I'd have to stimulate new thought. I'd have to build new neural pathways in my brain to expand my vision to go, oh, oh what would that be like? Or what would that experience look like? And I think that the more that we're able to envision and go bigger and go bigger and go bigger, um, the more excited we get about it, the more energy is infused into it and the more believable that it becomes. Yeah. Can you see how different that is than 
oh, well, what if this happens or all of these things could go wrong? Who are you to think that you could do this? Or you're making a big mistake, that type of energy that comes. And these are people that might mean well and feel protective over you, but they're literally just projecting their own limitations and their own fear onto you. And it's really important to be discerning about that and just choose what makes you feel good. And I think that's what this whole process is about is what makes you feel expansive? What manifestation techniques make you feel expansive? What conversations make you feel expansive? What visuals make you feel expansive? And what makes you feel the opposite way? And just leaning more towards the expansion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think another part of this too, um, that I practiced was putting myself in the energy of the places that I wanted to be in. You know, so when you think about, let's say, when I'm envisioning my life and I'm envisioning the type of experiences that I want to have, there are certain places I know when I reach that level in my, in my life that I'm going to be at, you know, there's certain maybe restaurants I'm going to dine at or hotels I'm going to stay at, or, um, you know, neighborhoods I'm going to live in, go put yourself in those places. I remember, um, Amanda Francis talked about, about how she would do this and she would go get like a resort pass at these really fancy, nice hotels. And she'd go work at the hotels and be like, okay, this is what it's going to feel like when this is my norm. And when I'm here and when I'm doing this, go test drive the Range Rover, you know, go put yourself physically in the experience to help facilitate the feeling. That's one of the things I think that really, really helped me. Like even when I moved to Nashville, I flew out there twice before I moved out there. And I just drove around the neighborhoods that I wanted to live in. And I just felt like what it was going to feel like to be there and gave myself really that just energetic boost. And the, I think it really activates you at a deeper level when you're in it, because you can now, when you visualize, you don't have to try to make things up. You've already felt the energy of what it's going to feel like. So now you can really, really integrate it into your body and embody it even more. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what you were sharing the other day of instead of seeing your manifestations as something in the future, seeing them as a memory, because mm-hmm. you already have the memory of being in that place. And yep. I think that's such a powerful example of a way to solidify in yourself. This already happened. Yeah. What, what, like, what would I be doing if I was already there? You know, like mm-hmm. if I, and this is one of the things I've done with just even cars, manifesting cars. Um, I remember my first car that I manifest that I really wanted. It, w- it was an Audi. I wanted an Audi A4 and I had it up on my vision board. And at the time, I had, I had gone through a divorce, which destroyed my credit. I was in a job where I was like barely making ends meet. And I had no idea how I was going to be able to actually make it happen. And I just remember I was, you know, driving past the dealership one day. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go test drive the car. I just want to go see what it, what it feels like. So I test drove the car and I had my hands on the steering wheel. And I was really just like absorbing all the energy of what that experience would be like. And as I was going on the test drive, I was just being like, I did it. I did it. Oh my God, I did it. I can't believe it. I bet like, this is my car. I was like smelling the new car smell. And it was, I think probably a month to two months later that I went back in the dealership and I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen. And then I ended up, however, I don't even know how I made it happen, but I made it happen. And I left the dealership with that exact car. And I just like realized the power of moving your energy into the state of already knowing that it's going to happen is what, what amplifies it. It creates momentum around it. So don't wait until you're ready. Go put yourself in the experience so that you can feel ready so that it feels real. And it feels like something that's attainable for you. 
and you got to believe it. I mean, your life is such a powerful example of that. Like just hearing about what you did when you were living in Nashville, wanting to move back to the beach, putting your feet in the sand and then seeing the apartment that you moved into. I mean, for those of you who didn't see it when she was living in Redondo, it was the exact apartment she was visualizing. And I think that's why Lindsay is such a powerful example of how manifestation works because you hear her talking about these methods and then you see the way that she lives her life. And she's always like letting herself be expansive and see these visions and just playing around with life. And she's also someone who I really admire because she doesn't really put her sense of happiness in these things. It's like her life is like a game and she's playing this game and she's having fun and that I think is what this process is all about is not being like, okay, when I get the Audi, then I'm going to be happy. When I live on a beachfront apartment, then I'm going to be happy. That's not her attitude. And that's why these things come to her. So could you share a little bit about how you were able to shift out of letting your happiness lie in these things outside of you and into a state of play around life? Mm, Yeah. I think that's, that's the hardest part. It's like, you have to do the inner work before the outer stuff can come. You know, when you're creating, we've talked about Sephora, when you're creating from a sense of like, I myself am not enough and I need the car, the house, the relationship, the money in order to be enough, then that's when it gets kind of messy. But I think what you have to do is really identify the fact that, first of all, I am here as a sovereign being. And I'm here as a creator. I'm here to experience this third dimensional reality. And I'm here to create whatever it is that I want to create because I'm in awareness of what what and who I am. Not because I need to create these things so that I feel like I'm good enough or I feel that, you know, people are going to value me. It's like you have to find, number one, your source of power and your source of who and what you are within yourself first and then you can have fun with it um I think what really helped me is that I realized that I could tap into any feeling I wanted at any given moment I just had to decide what it is that I wanted to tap into and the access point for me was my imagination and using that to anytime I would feel lack or anytime I would feel like I was lonely or like I was scared of not you know, having enough money or whatever it was, I would go back and I would go into my mind and I would go into my imagination and I would just practice really, really engulfing myself in the feeling of it to the point at which when I would get out of the visualization, I was like, oh, I'm not missing that thing. It's in here. I'm not missing the feeling. I have access to it. It's not out there. It's in here. So number one, I would say, what does happiness mean to you? What does it mean to be happy? Because everybody has a different variation of happiness. And I guarantee you that there are things in your life right now that make you happy. There are things right now that you have that you do find happiness in. There are your sources of happiness that you have access to right now that you don't need anything else for. And when you're able to access your own happiness internally, then all the other stuff can come. But it's like, it's kind of like a paradox. It's like, as soon as you find the source of happiness within yourself, then all the other stuff will magnetize to you. But when you feel like you need the stuff to be happy, all the stuff runs from you. Right. Does that make sense? 
Totally. And I feel like in the beginning of my manifestation journey, I used to just get really frustrated because it would just feel like a cruel joke that I had to feel like I was totally fine without all of these things that I really, really felt like I needed. And I used to just convince myself that if I just had a little bit more money or if I just lived in that apartment, that I would feel so much better. And and I think that there's a certain level of safety that we have to get to in our lives before we can start to really lean into this perspective. But if you can really understand that we are eternal beings and we are always going to have more desires, and if we place our happiness in that next desire, we can never fully take in what we have in the present moment, and we don't actually feel stable with it. Because maybe you achieve that thing, maybe you get the thing that you were manifesting, but if you don't have that stability within you, you live in fear that that's going to be taken away from you at any moment. So really, it's not a cruel joke. It's actually us being led to find that sense of well-being within us first so that we can actually enjoy these things as they come and not continuously feel like our sense of stability and happiness can be taken away from us at any moment. We're finding that within and then enjoying what we have. We feel grateful for what we have in front of us. And if you think about it, that's why gratitude is such a big part of the manifestation process because Really, where you will be when you have received your manifestations is in a state of gratitude, is in taking in what you have in the present moment. You're not constantly seeking something outside of you. You're here in that moment and taking it all in. And that is such a powerful place to be because when you look back on your life, you're going to wish that you took in those moments more, that you took in the moment before you really had that big breakthrough or got that manifestation in that physical form because life is about being in the present and taking in what you have and then building on that, but not letting your sense of well-being lie in that next thing that you're going to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and the question too, I think that I asked was like, I wonder what it would be like, or what would it be like? And you almost adopt kind of this, instead of like necessity, like, oh, I, I need this. I need this thing. It's like, get curious about it. Like, I wonder what it would be like in like, if this were to happen, I wonder what this would be like. And you want to have kind of this like light energy around it instead of like, um, I need this thing to happen. Like I have to have this. And I think people sometimes get overly obsessed with the process of it to the point where it almost has a negative impact on the creation process because you're so fixated on it every day. And then you know, checking, waking up, did it work? Did it work? Is it here? Did it happen? Like you're like seeking and looking for evidence of it all the time. And it almost works to your detriment when you kind of just want to, it's almost like placing an order on Amazon. You're like, okay, universe, it would be really, really nice if I could have an experience that makes me feel like this, right? It's like, I want to feel this way. And in my mind, this is what I think the physical experience I would like to have would be to give me that feeling, right? And so we were just submitting the order to the universe and the universe is going to take that and make it a hundred times better than you can even imagine. And if you are to limit yourself and say, well, it has to be this way, you're really closing a lot of doors around things that could happen that could be exponentially better than you can even imagine, right? And then going back to the higher self, full circle here, the higher self has a different vantage point of, of seeing the process for you 
And we think that it has to be like this, oh, I'm going from point A to point B. And if I don't go from point A to point B, then I'm going backwards or I'm doing it wrong or something's not working. But in all reality, the higher self is like, you know what, I'm going to lead you down this path over here that you can't see is actually going to be the shortcut. But if you were to take the path that you think is the right path, you're going to hit roadblock after roadblock and obstacle and challenge. And I'm going to try to shortcut that for you. But that path might not look the way that you think it should. Mm-hmm. And the key factor there is having faith and having trust and being able to go down the path that maybe you don't think is right, but you have to trust that you are being led by something that is greater than you and that has a greater perspective and vantage point and is is wanting to get you to where you want to go in a faster, more efficient way. But we often, our ego goes, that doesn't make sense. I'm not doing that <laughs> shit. What are you talking about? That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But all, your higher self is going, well, it's your choice. Do you want to trust or do you want to do it your way? It's up to you. You know, either way, you're going to learn a lesson. Yeah. When you let go of micromanaging, that's when magic can happen. But when you are micromanaging every single day, and I mean, I was just sharing that I've had a massive shift recently in this experience of how long are you going to let your mind tell you that you need to be doing certain things and then those things aren't working and you're not getting to where you want to be and you feel miserable and burnt out and exhausted every day. But then every day you show up in that same energy of what do I need to do today to get to my manifestation? And how can I take all the right action? And you're letting your mind dominate because you're not trusting. And when you're not trusting, you cannot experience what the universe is trying to guide you to, what they're trying to show you. And it becomes so difficult to get to where you want to be. And you think you're doing something wrong and it feels even worse because you're giving it so much energy. You're giving it your all and you, you feel like you're working so hard and should be getting to where you want to be and it's not happening. So if that resonates with you, and if you feel like you're working so hard and you've been trying to manifest for so long, I would just really encourage you to take a step back and ask yourself, what am I doing in my daily life? that I feel like I have to do, that I feel like I should be doing to get to where I want to be. And how does this really feel to do this? Because the path to your greatest expansion, the path to where you really want to be, those action steps feel good. It's not meant to necessarily be just about that outcome. It's meant to be a process that guides you to learn more about yourself and what you like to do and what gift you're meant to share with the world. And when you surrender to asking yourself every single day, what feels most expansive for me to do? What feels like freedom? What feels enjoyable? That's when you start to go down that path of where the universe is guiding you and the universe is guiding you through your emotion. Absolutely. Yes. That's the thing Like the excitement that is the breadcrumb. Like the thing that you're like, oh, that would be really exciting. That'd be really fun to do. But then the mind comes in and is like, well, that's not going to get you where you want to go. Like, <laughs> that's what? not practical. That's, that's fun. You shouldn't yeah. be doing that. You should be working <laughs> and it should be really hard and you should be stressed out. It's like, no, it gets to be, I get to make the rules of my reality, you know? And, and I think that's a great place to start. Like, what are the rules that you have for your reality? Mm. What rules have you created And what things do you like, like write them out, be like, well, okay, these are all the limitations I have. These are all the thoughts. This is the way reality gets to work for me. And you will identify so many things, so many places you've stuck yourself in a box and you've got to be able to like 
throw it all away and re-envision and reimagine. If I'm the creator of my reality and I'm co-creating with the non-physical realm and all I'm doing is submitting requests through my thoughts and feelings, what is it that, how do I want to shape this reality? How do I want this to go for me? What are the rules that I want to create for myself? And what does that look like? What would give me the most freedom? What would feel most expansive to me? And design, become the architect, the architect of your own life. Because I guarantee you, most of the things that you believe in, the rules that you have for yourself and for your life, somebody else just told you. And you decided that, oh, that's the way that it is. I just did a TikTok on this a couple of weeks ago, but I was sitting in the kitchen and I was like, isn't it weird how all of this shit is just somebody said that's the way it is? And we all were like, all right, that's the way it is. But we don't actually question that. We don't stop and go, why is that the way it is? <laughs> what? Who said it is that way? That is the most empowering thing I think that you can come to is when you realize that all of the shit is just made up. It's all made up. And if it isn't working for you, burn that shit to the ground and rebuild it. Rebuild it in a way that's honoring to you, that is exciting for you, that is that lights you on fire, that turns you on. If you wake up every day and you're not turned on by your own life, it's no wonder you're bored. No wonder it continues to be the same. But you're not turned on by yourself. Yeah. You got to activate that. You know, you got to light up. And I think a really big piece of this too is that number one, you have to make sure that your basic human needs are being met. If you're creating from a place of instability in your own life, your basic human needs are not being met. That's where you have to start. You've got to cultivate safety and security and stability within your life before you can tap into that next second chakra, which is all about, you know, activating the creativity within yourself. Yeah. Move up. Like you've done a beautiful demonstration of this um, with your, so Michaela had this vision and I, I really want you to explain this because I think yeah. it's so powerful. She had this vision about the, like the way that we create is like a rainbow system um, in, in our chakra and our energy centers. But it, it is so true that that's ultimately what alignment is. And I would love for you to explain that because I think it, it's just mind blowing this whole yeah, concept. Yeah. Yeah. So I was asking my higher self, I was thinking, how do I get into alignment? And I saw this vision of a rainbow. And so basically we have to work from the ground up in order to get ourselves to a place where we're co-creating with the universe and just feeling really alive every day and feeling aligned. So the root chakra is really the chakra of stability, feeling grounded, feeling safe in your body and in your life. And I would challenge you to, if you don't feel stable, if you don't feel safe to really cultivate a grounding practice every day, I'm sure you've probably heard somebody tell you to do this before. And you're like, why do I need to do this? If you don't feel safe in your body, you don't feel safe enough to dream, to take these risks, to take these actions that are led by your higher self. So it starts with grounding yourself and feeling safe in your body and maybe even asking for support of how can I feel safe? Show me how much stability I can have. Show me how safe I can feel and really calling on that support because so often we don't feel safe because we feel like we're alone and we feel like we have to figure everything out on our own. And that's what Lindsay and I are trying to share with you. The universe wants to support you. The universe wants to co-create with you. And it's really starts from an energetic level rather than, okay, what can I scrounge to go do to create stability and safety in my life? Ask for that. 
ask for that to show up for you and trust that it's coming and trust that by getting into your body, visualizing, you can visualize roots growing from the bottom of your feet into the core of the earth. You can visualize a light bringing you down into the core of the earth and connecting you there. Anything that just makes you feel like you're in your body and safe is a great place to start. And then you move up to the sacral chakra and you start asking yourself, how can I get into my body today and move and start feeling alive in my body and feeling my creative energy flowing? And so there are so many different ways to do this, but I would really just start to move in your body, maybe move your hips a little and just imagine this creative fire flowing from your sacral chakra. And it could really help to look up what the chakras look like. Cause if you're a visual person, it will really help you to connect to that space. But for me, movement is what helps me to tap into my creativity for the day. And then just asking myself, what makes me feel like I'm living from a creative place and creating my reality, creating with the universe and just asking yourself that question. And then from there, you move up to your solar plexus chakra, and that is your center for self-worth and self-confidence. So one thing that you can do every single day to bring yourself into alignment with that is keep a promise to yourself, show up for yourself. How can I, how can I do one thing that I said I was going to do today? How can I make one change that I know is in alignment with my higher truth and my higher self? And just an actual example of this for me is something that I noticed that I was doing that was really out of alignment with scrolling on social media. And so I, in the beginning of my day, made a promise to myself, I'm going to scroll a little bit less today. I'm going to give myself permission to maybe do it for 10, 15 minutes, and then I'm going to shift into something else. And I can't even tell you how much confidence that's starting to build up in me because one, I'm not comparing myself to a bunch of other people, but I'm keeping promises to myself and I'm showing myself that I can set something that I want to do and actually do that. And I'm doing what I say I'm going to do. And that really helps to build up confidence. And then if you think about your heart chakra, opening up your heart feels so amazing, but so many of us are walking around with a closed heart every day and we don't even realize that. So you can visualize your heart space opening and you can do this by showing gratitude to another person. So maybe when you think about things that you're grateful for, you don't really, it's hard to feel into it, but if you were to text somebody and tell them that they mean a lot to you, or just really think about something that's in your life right now that you didn't have a year ago, or just one thing that really helps you to expand your heart and feel that love and gratitude, that's going to continue to bring you into energetic alignment. Did you have something you want I, to add? I was just going to say the, the thing that, because I really struggled with gratitude for a long time. And what helped me is like, instead of thinking about the people that I was grateful for, I thought about my dog. Yeah. Like, think about, think about your, think about something that maybe is a little bit easier for you to be like, okay, that, that creates this like warm sensation in my heart of just like love and gratitude. And so I would focus on him and that really helps me to open up my heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even when I'm thinking about struggling with a gratitude practice, I think so many of us do, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. Another way to open your heart is to choose to love yourself anyway. I'm, it's okay that I can't feel grateful right now. And I, I accept myself fully and that's going to open your heart too. So just always finding that path of connecting to your heart in whatever way that you can at the time and not judging yourself for it. And so then moving up, you go to the throat chakra and this is really about communicating your truth and speaking from an authentic place. And 
So for some people that might look like journaling and writing down when you're journaling, write down how you feel. Don't feel like you have to be perfect with what you're saying, or you don't have to always be scripting that perfect reality that you want. Journal your truth, say what you need to say, because you need to get it out. And for me, journaling wasn't always something that I loved. So sometimes maybe calling a friend and speaking your truth or for me, even creating a social media post where I share something that's really in my heart, whatever it looks like to you to communicate something authentic, that is what you need to do. And then bringing it all the way up to the third eye, I think just spending a moment visualizing what you would like your life to look like, visualizing a great day for yourself, visualizing yourself doing something that really makes you feel good, just getting into your mind's eye and seeing beyond this current reality and moving all the way up to your crown chakra, connecting with your, the truth of your existence, that you are just a spiritual being experiencing this physical reality. And it's not that serious and bringing it back into this understanding that you're just here on a floating rock and you get to create all of this and you get to really lean back into your soul's purpose and stop taking all these little things so seriously and just have a more expansive perspective. And I truly believe that if we can do all of these things every single day, it can take us one minute per chakra if you really want to. It just if you can tune into each of these energetic spaces every single day, you will feel connected to yourself, your body, your reason for being here, and you're going to feel such a dramatic shift in the way that you live your life. You just gave away the tools to be alive <laughs> like that's literally it, right? I mean, and just like remembering that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. It's not the other way around, right? Your soul is not just a human body. This is just like a fragment of time where you're getting to just have an experience of what it's like to be in a reality where you have five senses. That's really it. Like the whole point of this is I am in this virtual reality game and I'm getting to see things and hear things and smell things and taste them and touch them and everything like that. And it's, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be exciting. You know, anytime that you get pulled down into this really, really heavy energy, just remind yourself, like, I am not, this is just a blip in time. It's a blip in time, right? So when we get into dark states of depression, we all go through this. Everybody has ups and downs and highs and lows. Like remembering that number one, you are not your depression. You are not your anxiety. You are not your stress. You're not your thoughts. There's so much more than that. And being able to zoom out of this oftentimes really hard experience can be helpful for you to not be so connected into the 3D. And that's where we like shift our consciousness up to higher states so that we can make different choices and see things with different perspectives and have different vantage points. And that's really what I think the whole experience of being human is the ascension process. Like we're ascending from third dimension to fourth dimension to fifth dimension. We could do another podcast on the different dimensions at some point. Um, but really all we're doing, the whole point of being here is just to elevate our consciousness, to return to love, to return to unity and oneness and Christ consciousness, and to come back to that realization that every single thing is connected. We're all one. We're all in this together. 
And I think that that's ultimately where we're trying to get to as a planet, as a collective, is to have that consciousness of of oneness and of love. And absolutely, that's the kind of world I want to live in. Yeah. And I think that can also help you to kind of zoom out if you're listening to this podcast, because you have some manifestation you've been focused on for a long time. It hasn't come into this physical reality yet. And you're really, really harping on that and feeling miserable without it. That is a great space to bring yourself to is just zooming out, really connecting to why your soul is here and not taking it so seriously. And I know that can be really hard when you really, really want something, but I promise you that as soon as you start to lean into that energy, you're going to feel more empowered. You're going to remember that you're creating this reality. You're going to remember who you really are and how powerful you are. And that is a space where if you start there, everything else feels easier. Everything else feels more joyful. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Take taking control over your emotional state of being and learning how to regulate your emotional state, I think is one of the most underrated tools that we have because the emotion drives the action. The, my emotional state is going to dictate how I, I show up in my life and to become a really empowered creator, you've got to take responsibility for the state of being that you are in every day and to choose. I mean, that's really ultimately the only power that we have is the power of what we choose, what we choose to do, what we choose to say, how we choose to think. And when you reel all of that back in and you really every single day, just get, you know what, I'm going to choose differently today. I'm going to think differently today, step by step by step, you're going to get there. Yeah. And you've got to have patience with the process. You've got to have patience with yourself in this process because it's not necessarily an easy thing to rewire and restructure the entire network of your brain that you've been conditioned to be in. And it's not your fault that you're in that either. And it's going to take a little bit of patience and persistence and consistency with yourself. So be easy with yourself in the process, find compassion, even when you mess up, even when you make a mistake, even when things don't necessarily turn out the way that you wanted them to try to just let it roll off of you learn and then refocus. And if you can just, if you can ebb and flow with life like that, you will find that it's, it's a lot easier to navigate. Absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking about the type of energy that you want to be in when you're manifesting, I think it's really easy to be hard on yourself when you're not in that energy and when you're not in that space. And I just want to share that both Lindsay and I go through our ups and downs in this process of being really aligned with what we're manifesting and being really excited and in that positive energy. And this human experience comes with duality. So you're going to dip back down and there are going to be emotions that come up. And I want you to know that those emotions that are coming up are the exact emotions that you need to feel to get to that next level and to bring yourself into that space of self-trust or self-love or whatever it is that your soul came here to learn. So know that it's all perfect. Every phase is perfect. And something that I just wanted to share really quickly is when you have an emotion that comes up and you can't just shift out of it into a more positive thought or into a different reality or be delusional about it because that emotion is weighing on you. I want you to see that emotion as a childlike part of yourself and whatever age comes to your mind first is the right age and whatever vision you see. Sometimes I see my 
12-year-old self curled up in a ball in a corner and there's a dark cloud over her head and don't ignore those emotions. Bring love and compassion to those parts because you cannot bypass the feelings that show up for you. All you can do is nurture yourself and give yourself love and hear what's going on inside of you and really show up for yourself. When we try to just be positive all the time, we have these parts inside of us that are just screaming for our attention and just being ignored. And that's when you start to feel stuck. So I really encourage you to start seeing your emotions as these inner child parts, connect to your higher self, bring yourself love in those moments, and don't feel the need to shift out of it too quickly because the more pressure you put on yourself to shift out of things when you're not ready, the harder it is. And you'll know the difference because when you're just having a thought that is just like not in alignment and it's not connected to a deeper emotion you need to process, you can distract yourself. You can move out of it. It's easier to shift. But when you keep getting pulled back into this space, there's an emotion that needs to be processed. And we all go through it. There's nobody who is just 100% joy and happiness all the time. And it's it's okay to be there. Yeah. And remember, stuck is just a feeling. Like stuck is just a feeling. So, you know, connecting with like, why am I stuck? Why am I feeling stuck? Why is that like really just be introspective about it? Um, you know, and the other thing I wrote down is I think that we're actually more powerful creators when we're in a space of neutrality, not necessarily extreme positivity. It's like you're, you don't want to exist at such a high, high all the time because we live in a very balanced universe that's going to have to come down eventually. And everything comes back into balance. Everything is about homeostasis. Everything in the entire universe is all about balance and homeostasis. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a state of neutrality, that's when you are most powerful because you're not attached to needing a positive outcome and you're not going to be pulled down by the thing, the seemingly negative experiences. You're going to be able to have a more neutral energy that will actually increase your magnetism. Yes, absolutely. It's like seeing the lows, not as, oh my God, what did I do? I messed up. I'm in this bad place. And like you beat yourself up for it and then you go even lower. It's like, oh, look, this part of me is showing up and needs attention and needs love. And I'm going to give that to her. I'm, I'm just going to show up for myself right now because I'm okay with this. I'm okay that it's and again, it goes back to knowing that it is all leading you to exactly where you're meant to be, even if it is not showing up in the exact way that you visualized. I'm sure when you visualized yourself receiving your manifestation, you didn't see yourself crying in your bed at night on the way to that, but that is just part of it. And you're going to move past it and you're going to feel even better when you just let yourself be who you are and not feel the need to change yourself all the time and just trust. Exactly. And I think like what we have to understand too is that negative isn't bad and positive isn't right. Those two things are egoic concepts that we label when we're in a position that we're uncomfortable in. That does not mean it's bad. It means that that is a that's a point at which you need to go through an evolution and a transformation but it's not bad. And I think that really removing those labels from this is, this is positive, negative, good, bad, right, wrong. And just coming into a state of everything is for me. How can I use this to my benefit to become a more evolved soul so that I can exist with more peace and love? 
you will start to see this world is just helping you to become the best version of yourself and doesn't need to be labeled and categorized, but it, it just is. What if it just is? And be with where you are every day without trying to make yourself right, wrong, good, bad. Like let all that stuff go. Just be where you're at. Yeah. It's such a powerful, powerful place to be. That's that's literally when you're in your power. Nothing mm-hmm. outside of you is dictating your happiness. Nothing outside of you is dictating your stability. You're okay with whatever shows up. That's it. That is the secret. Because if I need, if I need that thing, right? I'm needing this thing to come into my life. Now I have an attachment. Now my happiness is outside of me. Now I'm in desperation. But guess what? If my goal is to be in a place of neutrality and to just be where I am and let what comes to me come and and manage my emotions around it and understand it and utilize it to be a better version of myself, I'm not attached to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything because I know the next thing that comes into my life is going to serve me in a great way, regardless of what it is. And the only person that gets to dictate that is me. Yeah. So I'm in complete control of how I choose to interpret my reality, which in turn makes me an empowered creator. 100%. And and to clarify, neutrality isn't not having emotions. It's not not being excited or joyful and not being sad and angry. Neutrality is being able to just understand and accept yourself wherever you're at and just, okay, this is what's showing up today. And you know, I'm, I'm going to face this and I'm not going to judge myself for it. I'm not going to make this mean anything about myself. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's like neutrality doesn't mean I don't care or I'm just like apathetic. That's very different. Neutrality is more of like you're it, the way that I see it is like floating on the ocean, right? You're like floating and the, and the wave comes and you're kind of, up, you know, you're going up and down and you're moving with it, but you're not like, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh my God, this is amazing. It's like, just kind of like, oh, okay, I feel that. It feels this way. This is what this experience is showing me. This is what this feels like. And you're just kind of, you're taking it in and you're like, just going with it. I guess that's the best way I could describe it, but you're not having these high highs and low lows. You're just kind of like experiencing life as it comes to you and navigating the journey, the ups and the downs, all of it without attaching to any of it. Yeah. That that's really, that's the secret. Mm-hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> so if you guys really took all of this episode in and like, you may need to go back and re-listen to this and just have it really absorb into your energy fields and integrate into your mind. But ultimately, like if anybody is telling the truth about this process, I would say this is the most real that we could possibly be about this process and about manifestation without blowing smoke up your ass and making you think it's like some mystical, magical thing where you have to sit on a happy cloud all day in order to have the life you want. It's, I think it's more of just acceptance of everything the way that it is and really being aware of your perspective and the meaning that you give to things. Totally. And if you guys have specific questions that came up throughout this episode, please feel free to send them to us. We're probably going to do more specific episodes around these questions we get asked about manifestation, because there's always a new way to phrase it that will hopefully click for somebody else. And I know sometimes I have to hear things multiple times before I'm like, okay, that made sense. And now I'm internalizing that. And then I'm embodying that. And it's okay if you have to listen to this again, or if you have to continue to remind yourself of these things, because we're all learning and that's just part of this process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.